Good day, nerds. This is Megan coming at you with another Cantina Conversation. Today's episode features a chat with author Yasmin Ango. We're talking about her book, It Ends With Night. That is the third installment, third and final installment in the Nina and Night series. The first book is Her Name is Night, and then the second book is They Come at Night. And so this last one, It Ends With Night, coming out on September 5th. I really enjoyed this conversation with Yasmin. I really enjoyed getting to know her, getting to know her background and how cultural part of her identity influenced uh, her character and her character's story. And um, just like kind of all the her experiences and like kind of researching to make everything realistic. But anyway, I'll let you guys get to it. Here is Yasmin Ango. All right. So today we've got Yasmin Ango. We're talking about It Ends With Night that comes out on September 5th. Still correct? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, And it is the trilogy or the conclusion to the trilogy with the Nina Knight series. Um, So Yasmin, thank you so much for joining us. I unfortunately did not get to the first two. I read the third one. It's still fresh in my brain, uh, but I could still get hooked and follow along and catch up. Um, you know, I only wish I met Nina sooner, to be honest. So, <laughs> so I'm excited to get into it today. Yeah, no problem. Well, thank you. Listen, better late than never, right? So <laughs> if you like the third one, you'll definitely love the first and the second. So, uh, so yeah. So thank you for reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. And I, I imagine I got a couple spoilers, but oh well. So <laughs> if I go like hop back on, I'll add it to like my two listen to list, my audiobooks and, and, you know, I'll, I'll catch up when we or the other. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get started, can you um, give like kind of like a summary of the book so that um, and we want to be spoiler free, obviously, at least for the third, <laughs> for the third book, the first two have been out. Um, a summary of the book so that uh, listeners can follow along with the conversation. Sure, sure. So, um, so in the third book, uh, Nina is having to assume, um, a, a kind of different position that she has been in the uh, past two books. She has been the, the top assassin for the African tribal council. Um, and that has been the job that she's always wanted to do. But so now that her boss has, is no longer in that position. She has taken over that position unwillingly. And, uh, and she knows that people are a little suspect of, you know, how she's in this position and, you know, you know, people have died kind of around her. And so she's, she's having, she's getting heat from a lot of angles, plus her own insecurities about this position and not really wanting to be in that, um, decision position right and so her father sends her on a a business uh, a mission so it's definitely a different kind of mission that she's on now and he so he sends her on a business mission to to be like a liaison um in Tanzania for um a reform that they are trying to put together in the country in my book i think they already have something like that now but in my book they're trying to put it together and they're trying to get you know all the different Different, um, sides to kind of come to an agreement on what this um, reform, what this um, agreement between all of the, the miners and um, uh, the big business uh, outside sources and the government, how it all looks. And so she's got to try to navigate that. Uh, but she comes across somebody from the past all the way from uh, book one, she thought she was done with all of them and she finds there's still one more. And so she's um, really trying to deal with, you know, not only her new position, but the new way her life has gone in, in, in that should, is this a person that is worth um, killing or is this, you know, is it time to forgive? You know, is it time for me to evolve and, and stuff like that? So there's all those thoughts that she's having along with some, some killing and some things blowing up and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put that. Yeah. She's got, a, she's got other things on her mind um, other than killing. So <laughs> their thoughts, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, just, I got that from um, just meeting her in this third book. Uh, I really understood and, and caught on to that. Yeah. She, she's very comfortable with, with that part of the job. Um, and then this time she is definitely like, you know, branching out and mm-hmm. like, yeah, kind of reluctantly she has to 
Yeah, like you said, the business side of things. She has to use her words. She has to like right. We have to read people. Like she has to read people, not just like knowing their patterns and their daily like habits. She has to learn, you know, how they speak, how they approach, what motivates them, all that. Um, so it was it was fun for me as a first time reader. Even so, like getting in her head a little bit and seeing like kind of she has a predicament and she's just like uh like she she hates it she hates it every step yeah. of the way she really does this is this is a position <laughs> that is for her sister um you know they they are very this family is um they work so well together because everyone knows their lane um and so now she's pushed into a lane that she does not want to be in she's never wanted to be in in that position of of power um and she's very comfortable with like you said just kind of she knows her job and she and she does that so well she kills so well and so she would just prefer to just you know be one of the the cogs in the wheel um and so now that she's in this uh predicament um so well to herself it's a predicament but uh, she's got to pull it together or face some serious repercussions and it's not just going to be for her but it's going to be for for her family and you know for the the tribe as a whole so it's a little bit of pressure and she's dealing with a lot of guilt uh for, mm. for what she had to do um at the end of book two so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure because i imagine book three kind of takes place um pretty immediately after mm-hmm. the book two. yeah okay so i everything's still kind of fresh for her and you know we don't have to go into that too deep but <laughs> so kind of back, kind of backtracking a little bit um can you go into like your background and this is a debut series for you right Yes. Yeah, that's so exciting. It's wrapping up. Like that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy and it's scary. You yeah, know, but, and it's exciting. You know, it's a whole lot of different like emotions that I'm feeling right now. But yeah, yeah I bet. Can you go to like your background and like kind of how what led you to bring Nina's story to the world and like how how that whole experience went for you? Sure. So I have always been a kind of reader that, you know, I, I really enjoy all different types of, of reads, right? And um, all different types of movies. I love action um, thrillers and, and movies and, and books and things like that. And so when I first started um, thinking about just, you know, Nina and a, a story that I wanted to tell, I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, write a romance or, you know, some um, or what, you know, they like to call like women's fiction or, or whatever. I really want to write what I love, which is, you know, um, action and just like shoot them up and just all these things like my favorite if we're talking about movies are like Mission Impossible and mm. Taken and John Wick and stuff like that. And so I really, really wanted to write, you know, a woman doing all of those things, but not just a woman. She's going to be, you know, a, a woman of color. She's going to be from my cultural background. So my parents were immigrants from Ghana. I'm um, first generation Ghanaian American. And so I was like, I- I'm going to make her a Ghanaian woman and I'm really going to make this very cultural heavy. Um, you know, she, she is so proud of her culture and I was proud of my culture at that time and really wanted to reflect, um, my culture in a different light than what's seen out that, what was seen at that time out there. Mm-hmm, I didn't want to mm-hmm. write about, um, a character, a female character who was being like saved or was being, you know, the, 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 the sidekick to, you know, someone else. I didn't want her to be the, the romantic interest, um, or anything like that, or the girl Friday, you know, um, I wanted her to be in that position of power. And so that people could just see, you know, women can do so many different things and, and they can do this kind of job and it not be, you know, classified as girly or whatever they want to do, yeah. you know, classify it as. And they could even do it like better than a guy, you know, because she, you know, she, yes, yeah, she's really good at killing, isn't she? But she doesn't <laughs> kill just because, you know, she's angry or, or it's for some sort of bravado. She does it because she has to, because it's her job. So she, you know, and she knows how to compartmentalize. Um, and she also does it, you you know, very thoughtfully, she she suffers afterwards, you know, either physically or, you know, she's thinking about, you know, the what she's had to do and 
if it's someone that, you know, like when she's going for revenge or whatever the case is, if it's a personal thing. Um, so, so she's very thoughtful about that. And so I just wanted to add that kind of like deeper layer to, uh, you know, uh, the character and make the, um, the, the reader really understand how she came to, and that's what you would get in the first book is how she came into this position in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, and why she's this kind of assassin, right? Why she's a very like, you know, she takes her time and meticulous and it's not something thing that she just does for money. And so those were all of those different things that, you know, that I was thinking about when, when I thought about her just, oh, I would love to see this, this person in the book. This is what I would want to read about. And I would want to root for her and all of these um, insecurities that I have and fears, um, you know, I, I'm going to put this right in her. And, <laughs> and so that's what I did. That's what I did with Nina. So I, I just love her to death. And I'm happy that she's as received as she is because I, I, it couldn't be even better because I really wanted to let this be a strong character, but also she's a very flawed character. Yeah. She does a job that, you know, people aren't supposed to like, but I hope because of her character, you, you root for her to succeed and figure out her way as she's trying to like make her way through life now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she does um have kind of a horrific past and mm -hmm. um you know she's been through it and she's still going through it you know she's you could tell that she's like trying to just focus on one thing at a time take it one day at a time and she's still you know she's awful kind of self-aware that she's still healing and that she's mm -hmm. still like you know but then she's still healing from that big thing and then it seems like from the previous books she's had to endure like a lot of other situations along the way that are also causing her like grief and torment and things that she still is internally dealing with as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and um, it makes sense that for, you know, a character to, you know, be so good at such a ruthless or be like, kind of just like concise and, mm -hmm. and consistent in such a ruthless, uh, you know, task in a ruthless role. She has to be the way she is, but also that she is, you know, you could, you could see why she like kind of, she's been, yeah, you know, she's been through a horrible um experience and happened for a long time. It wasn't just one quick thing that happened yeah. to her that kept happening to her. And so, yeah, I, I love kind of that, like, you know, you could just the character um building where she's, you, you have to like, once you kind of understand where she's coming from, what she's been through, then you're like, Oh, you could be as grumpy as you want. You could be as like, you know, to the point, blunt as you want. Like, I get it. Like, you probably trying to sort everything in their little compartments in your brain right now. You know, it's a lot of her makes sense once you like kind of get to know her. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember seeing like the covers, um, as you've been selling the other two books and I, I love the covers as well, but it's like even the covers scream like she, like, who is, who is she? Who is that? Yeah. Like, I want to, what's her deal? What is she doing? Why, like, why is she so confident? Like, what is she? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, um, I really liked getting to know Nina. I liked getting to know her as a person. And, um, yeah, like I said, I wish I would have read her sooner, but I also, um, kind of like, I, it's almost humorous in a way that she's, you know, she's stuck in this part of the job that she never, she's not comfortable with at all. And I, I just mm -hmm. love like, you know, when authors do what they can to make their characters, like, just kind of throw them for a loop. And as someone as serious as her, it was, and it was also kind of like, we'll go all over the place, but it was also kind of heartwarming how even with, with the discussions with her family too, like going over the mission and the specifics. And even they were like, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, wait, what's the objective here? And did she even was like, you know, asking her, her father, like, it seemed like she was like, okay, come again. Like, you yeah. want me to, well, let me get this straight. Like, really? And, but unfortunately, yeah, she couldn't, she had to be the one to do it. Had to be the one. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're absolutely right. She was like, are you sure, dad? You met me. You didn't mean Aline. And he's yeah. like, no, I met you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, um, how I want to explore that a little bit. Like, you know, you have this character, you have her, you know, obviously you had her trajectory planned out, but for the first thing, like, you know, kind of like really aligned with, uh, what she was comfortable with. How, how was it? 
like kind of switching gears and and developing her to do something that she really you know as a character didn't want to do she had mm-hmm. no no business doing in her in her own mind right like she even said she's like i have no business doing this and um mm-hmm. how did it kind of you know how did I want to just like explore your process for that. Like, how did you like switch gears? How did you prepare for that? Like, did you approach it differently or the same? Yeah. So I was thinking about when my publisher decided like it would be like a three book arc kind of thing. You know, I was thinking about, okay, what are the big things that I kind of want her to go through? Because, you know, she's got to have this change. Um, And she's, and there, you know, in the first book, you know, I really set up where, you know, all these things were taken from her and, and what is essential, the, the essential thing that I messaged that I wanted to get through all of the books were her quest, her, her inner quest to, to get her power back because everything was taken away from her, um, in that first and especially her power. And so there is, there's a line in there when, you know, her dad asked, you know, what, what is it that you want? And she says, I want my power back. And so that is, the 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 thing that drives her through all of the different books and so in the first one you know she's she's getting that you know she's we meet her and she's in this position and she's good in this position and so these are all little bits of power that she's getting back to be the best at this job um you know to be you know the best daughter because now she's got this family again to to be the best in all these different things and she's trying to learn herself um w- with the person that she meets in um in court and even with Georgia so she's having a family all these things that were taken away from her and in the second one it's just an extension of that so i've got this thing and i've, I've had my you know revenge or or whatever okay i've got that physical power back now i've got to get this power back in how do I fix myself on the inside with relationships and with getting to know who I am and with, you know, like you, you were saying that there were, you know, she's got these ups and downs where she still falls back on the traumas that she, you know, experienced because that's, we always do that, right? Something will trigger us and takes us right back to that moment. And so we're, she's dealing with that in that second book. And then she's faced with this big, huge thing that she never thought she'd have to do towards the end. And it devastates her because the people that she has has grown to love in this new life of hers, she's, she values them and she trusts them. And, and so when she has to do what she um, just when she's getting good and she has to do what it is that she never thought she'd have to do, it just breaks everything and takes her way back to, you know, towards the beginning and feeling powerless. Now she's faced with all this judgment from, you know, people in the tribe. And, um, and also she's very, you know, she's questioning herself. Did she make this right decision? Like, you know, what else could she have done? And she's just really down in the dumps. And so in the last book, it's really about power in a different way. And even her father sees it. I, you know, he's, he's purposely, um, kind of guided her into the position knowing, I think he's the only one that knows that he was eventually going to have to put her in this position where she'd have to make these choices so that mm. she's accepted by the tribe and not only as, you know, their, their sword, but as more than that, especially when he is ready to step down and give the, um, give the, the tribe to his two daughters. And so he's been very meticulous about making sure that, you know, Aline, they both know their, have their strengths, but they should also be able to, you know, to take some other things on that are not their strengths um, so that they know how to do that. And that makes a complete, you know, leader in his, in his position. And so um, he felt like this was the one big thing that she was going to be most afraid of, which it is, you know, being the leader and having to make these decisions um, and not just being the one who receives the orders. And so that's the arc that I kind of wanted for her is in this final one her complete is knowing that, okay, I can do this thing. I can lead and I can lead well. And this is the type of leader that I want to be. And so hopefully that like completes like who she and this, this um journey that she's been on to like reclaim all this, these powers that she, that she felt that she, not that she felt, but that were taken away from her. Right. Yeah. And I like that character art. Cause it's like you, you, it's kind of like, yeah, like the reader who's been following along with her, they're like, kind of yeah they're rooting for her she's she's getting her power back she's getting that confidence back she's finding a way to work through her trauma but then yeah it's like it's like the two steps back part right like now it's like okay 
you've mastered this and you're comfortable with this. Now this is like the not so fun, you know, part of like, this is all still a part of what we have to do. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, you got to keep your mind sharp, um, you know, and not just your weapon, right. You got to learn how to talk to people. You have to learn how to negotiate and, and think, think on your feet, be witty, like catch everything, things people say, and there's just like a lot of other things that are not within your control. And it's not something as simple as like taking a someone out. It's like straight right. up making sure that, you know, a simple, like something simple as their tone isn't misconstrued, right? It's, she has no, <laughs> she's no experience in that. She had no interest in, in calling on that. Um, but I, like I said, I, I kind of enjoy watching characters sweat a little bit as, as, yeah. you know, as it is intimidating as she probably is, you know, to the regular person. Um, I, I think it would probably, it probably humbles the heck out of her, mm-hmm. you know, while she is like having to be in that uncomfortable role. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the third one is also about consequences, um, for your, for your choices. And, um, you know, she, like I said, she ended the second book you know, having to make a really, um, a life or death choice. And so the, the third book is the, you know, what is the result of this choice that you made? And I think, um, that's also something her dad, you know, you, you did this thing, even though, you know, you needed to or whatever, but now we have to deal with the consequences of, you know, the, the ramifications of this thing, which means you now have to like lead. You're welcome. And yeah, so that's, right. that's the thing, you know, that's the biggest, she's like, dang it, I did this thing. And now, I'm the one who has to kind of clean it up and I have to pick up the pieces because that is, and that's why, um, the quote, you know, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown is, is so prevalent in, in that story because she realizes how decisions really can impact, uh, you know, things before it's just, I'm, I'm just doing what I'm told, but now, you know, I did this thing and now I've got to like deal with everything that comes with. And so, so yeah, about power and about consequences. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right. And it's, I think, you know, I get the gist that at the time she was weighing her options, but she still had to make a really quick decision. It seemed mm-hmm. like she had to make that decision. She made the decision, but then it's, yeah, it's the ripple effect. Cause it's the like, ripple. well, this is what we we're here. Well, with this, what we're left with. And yeah, like how you said, she's like, well, dang, like, damn it. Like <laughs> here I am. But I yeah. imagine, you know, she probably would have had to, she probably would have made the same choice. I'm guessing. Yeah. Knowing that she'd have to be the one, you know, that all of it falls on, you know? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I want to kind of like, you kind of mentioned before, you know, um, developing Nina Knight and her story, you know, you're really inspired by your own background, by your uh, family history. And so, like other research involved or like how did that process go um and you know you can lump all three of them together if you want or just because because there's like a lot of, not just like your history and and you know knowing like the cultural significances and and making sure that the culture is prevalent um in their environment and in their in their family but also mm-hmm. like you know, international politics and all the players involved and like you know, how the mil, you know, we don't want the military getting in there. So let's like make sure they're not, you know, let's make sure they don't get involved in all those little like nuances and the, you know, all the chefs in the kitchen. And, right. um, aside from like how, you know, what kind of research was involved to kind of like, you know, authentically just not just understand for yourself as an author to kind of just like authentically weave, weave it all in there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it takes, you know, for me, definitely talking to people who I felt were, you know, um, experts in, in, in that, not necessarily, um, with the third one so much, um, cause that's kind of hard to find, but, um, and especially, you know, you can't find someone who will admit to being an assassin. So you yeah. can't really ask them <laughs> about that. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of internet searches, um, the things that I could ask about regarding like fighting and, um, guns, weapons and things like that. Um, I have, you know, people who, who do that cause I, I don't fight or, you know, martial arts and stuff like that. So I'd ask them um and you know reading uh watching documentaries about you know certain um 
like government conflicts and, and um, the whole situation um, in Africa with, you know, conflict diamonds and and the, re- you know, reform in um, in mining reform in, uh, you know, many of the countries and and like that issue of, you know, these these people who are doing all the work in, in getting these resources and they're not getting, you know, um, their fair share of it, you know, or they don't own it. And so like, you know, that just goes back, you know, in time, not only for for people in, in Africa, but like even here in, in with sharecroppers, right? And you do all this work, not even just sharecroppers, but anything. But if you're doing all this work and, you know, you really don't get what you deserve, big business or whoever owns it um, are the ones that make all this money off your back. So that was just something I really wanted to to talk about and and to see how, you know, if I put my own spin on it and, you know, I did take my, my liberties with, you know, my imagination and things like that. But like, I'm thinking about, well, how would this reform might have gone? They've got to talk to these different and, you know, these entities all kind of come together and, and have someone from, you know, not manipulating the, the situation um, because they're only thinking about their interests and, and, and things like that. Um, and so, you know, I just, that was just something that was really interesting to me is like, how do you get something mm-hmm. like this together for like a whole country, for a whole, you know, group of people um, and get them their fair share? And there's no answer to that, you know, that, that I have definitely, um, it really just takes people, you know, being trustworthy and, and truthful about, you know, what's not theirs and, and wanting to give people like a fair share, but mm-hmm. it's not happening yet. So, oh, uh, you know, a lot of, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother like wormhole that we could travel down. Um, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I, that's kind of like why, and you kind of, you know, have the dialogue in there of them all being like, you know, kind of frustrated, but they're like, yeah, well, he's not, it's not too much to ask for, right? Like they're, um, their spokesperson or whatever the people, the mm-hmm. people. People mm-hmm. have and, a rally exactly. behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When somebody doesn't necessarily know how to deal with, you know, the big, you know, corporations and, and things like that, but they are so idealistic, right? Um, in, in Judah, like he's so idealistic and you're like, you, you're so right in, in, in what you believe, but that's not real world. Um, and how do you get someone to understand that that's not real world and you, you have to a little bit play by their rules so that you yeah. aren't, you know, taking care, you know, advantage of. Um, and that is something that, you know, she, she would definitely had to deal with because she understands, you know, those different sides. And so, yeah. So like, I just was like, yeah, how do you get somebody who is just so driven in, in what they believe and just wants these things for, for their people, yeah. but they're not seeing the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really tricky, but yeah, that's part of like balancing that whole, um, the whole storyline right mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah it's like finding that sweet spot making it believable and and making it like who would be the most difficult in this situation who would be the most scuzzy like who like you know like who would i absolutely not trust the second that they walk into the room things like that yeah. so i imagine you you had fun with that either way mm-hmm. um was there was there anything like in fast like in particular that you were surprised to learn while you were like just digging through all these things, like anything that fascinated, set fascinated you the most while you were researching? Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of, you know, like, uh, like mining and, and like finding these, you know, natural resources. I remember um, seeing, I think something like on 2020 or something like that. And um, I think that is what sparked my ideas. Like, and I can't remember specifically what they found, but they found this, this mineral, um, and it was one in one of the smaller countries in Africa. And it is, you know, it's super, super popular. And all the other countries, you know, are the ones that own this. And so the people are like, you see, you know, they show them like they're digging and they're, you know, getting these, um, these minerals and things and they're not getting anything back from it. And I was just like, wow, like all this, and this is in their backyard, you know, but yet how does, you know, China or whomever, you know, come in and they own this thing. How is that even possible? Especially in this day and age. Right. And, um, 
and and just thinking about it uh, in part of my research, um, it kind of did a breakdown about how many resources that are are taken from from Africa um, that are in like our iPhones and in our cars, and and it was like most of the things you know are coming from Africa and all these countries, and so you would think that you know that would not make it like a third world country yeah, you know, or right. a third world continent, right? Um, because they have all of these things that the whole world needs and so uh, and there are other countries too that have that same thing with like gold and, and and things like that and so that just really like I was just like wow so that's what I that was the 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 big like whoa um is when I saw like the percentages of what comes out of um mm. Africa and goes into like this thing as as small as our iPhone um and in our cars and in all of these things that we do and use and um and like they don't have anything to kind of really show for it in terms of wealth and and you know generational wealth even or anything like that yeah yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's so crazy. And it's, I imagine it goes so deep, like years yeah. deep. And the players have been, been around for a while. And, and the, you know, the whole more smoke and mirrors, the better kind of thing. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's like, ugh, like one issue at a time. I feel like, man, like just like, cause yeah, I think about that and it's, it's, it's so messed up when you think about how exactly like just how you're saying, like, how does this country have power over this operation and the people like, how did that, like, w- you know, where was that differentiate? Where was mm-hmm. that? Where did that spark off? Like, where was the problem? How did that problem get started? And I, you know, but the same, just like green, they probably knew yeah, what they it, were doing. Like they, exactly, <laughs> exactly, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. That is fascinating though. Um, those documentaries, they'll suck you in, man. Really? You know, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They surely will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is a two parter question. So what were the most challenging parts to write? And then what were the most enjoyable parts to write? Mm, yeah. So I really enjoyed um writing Nina's interactions with um with Judah. If we're talking about like the third one in particular, um, I really in, because that just gave her like a little a little something different, you know, from from what she's been dealing with. And um, I, I really also enjoy writing her with when she's with like kids because she's so not like a kid person, but like she is a kid person and um, and they just really like her because she's just not one of those like mothering types. And so they could just be real with her and, and know that, you know, she's a genuine person and that she, you know, does care for them in her own way. So, and I also love like her writing the interaction between her and her team as she's trying to re, you know, develop and, and having the team and their different, you know, characteristics, you know, pop out. And I really, really liked writing, um, Evers, um, cause I just liked his name and that whole situation. That was really funny to me, but, and I hope it was funny <laughs> to other, everyone else when you guys, uh, when everyone reads his, his name and where that came from and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and what was challenging to write probably would have been like, like the political aspects, right? And and trying to ensure that even if like I'm not like 100% spot on on things that I, it still makes sense. Like whatever, you know, in my world, in this world, what's going on in this particular world, you know, it makes sense. And this is my, what people might do when they're trying to do right. Um, and then these are the things that, you know, people might do when they're trying to like curb that right and trying to like really put in their own interest and and so I really try my hardest to be as natural when it comes to like, you know, their dialogue and, and how a character or a person may be, behave in a situation like this. Um, and, and I, and that take a lot of time trying to do that, getting the political and then getting the, the, the character's behavior and uh, responses to certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that gets tricky, not just like politically, but you know, with the whole, um, you know, the societal and, and the, uh, what's the word, uh, the socioeconomic and all that, mm-hmm. like the huge, mm-hmm. like, like differences in, in all the players. Cause there's, you know, Francis, who's like the corporate guy. He's, you know, but you know, he's the big white guy. He's definitely a foreigner. He's, and they just kind of see him as coming in and, and seeing what he can get kind of thing, mm-hmm. like doing, mm-hmm 
doing his thing as white man, <laughs> like corporate owned, like, you know, company owner, white man, you know, but it's like, they're, they're not wrong. Cause it's like track records, uh, you know, say this is kind of aligns with that kind of behavior. And right. unfortunately, um, but yeah. And it's also, I just, yeah, I kind of, cause we see that a lot, right? Like political, like drama, all that juicy stuff. Um, and, and the challenging, like, especially when it's international, but I really enjoyed kind of getting as the reader, like getting, getting into it, but like in a different country where, cause I understood that the Knights are based in Miami. Right. Even though she's Miami like from... and London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like she was from Africa, but it's because are they all from Africa or that's just where she is from? Yeah. No, they're all from uh, different countries in Africa, except for Aline. Aline, you know, was born in London. Um, okay. And so she is, you know, but her parents immigrated from, from their respective countries um, and met in, in London. And so, and oh, also, gotcha. you know, um, Nina, was uh was brought from Ghana. So they they were based actually, you know, she so she was raised and everything in, in London and and have has that like international um schooling and everything like yeah. that. And then she and her sister uh moved to Miami because they well her sister wanted to have a little bit more distance uh from the parents because <laughs> uh, she's a little bit more of a free spirit and um and Nina liked Miami because it reminded her of Ghana with the heat and, mm. and stuff like that. And she wanted to like make her own way, which is why she lives in, you know, a smaller, you know, she doesn't live in some extravagant home or anything. She made her, her home in a, in a um, neighborhood that she thought, you know, was more like how her, her people would be. And she mm. felt more comfortable there. Um, And so that's why she and her sister live, you know, in Miami. And of course, uh, with the baby, with Aline's baby who came that the parents now have gotten a condo um in, in Miami, which Aline is not sure if she likes it or not because she has babysitters <laughs> but then now she's you know they're back to like right on her yeah, back yeah so. <laughs> that distance you know that short real quick <laughs> exactly exactly you know and they're already like you know pretty uh overbearing parents they've got high expectations so it's good to have you know a little bit of distance from from those expectations oh that's so funny okay yeah because i think it because they had to go to tanzania that's where like the mission was and but it also involves like people from not just all levels of government, but from like other countries, like how, so I was just like trying to make sure I was keeping track of everything, but that was the part that kind of fascinated me was like all the political drama, but then it's like in a completely different part of the world where things are, you know, kind of not what we're used to in the U S or like business dealings and all those political layers. Some of them are Mm -hmm. very much alike, but some of them like, Oh, like, okay, who's, you know, they, her, she and her team had to do their homework for sure. But it's like all homework that they're like, like wait what this is all we're doing like what <laughs> and they're like that's not what we're used to doing like yeah. um but but yeah like i i really tried um with with the three of them to to um you know since uh the tribe and everything they you know they are all of the um the members of the tribe are made up of you know representatives from the different countries that are part of you know the african tribal council so their interests are mainly in africa yeah. and so a lot of her missions and things will take place over there because you know, they have work to do over there that they're trying to establish, you know, these foundations and 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 essentially bring the power back to, you know, um, various African countries and, and people of, you know, who have historically, you know, not been in those positions of power. And so that's why, you know, this was in Tanzania and, you know, um, and the last one was, you know, she went back to Ghana to her home um, and, and things like that. So I really tried to, yeah, take the conflict out of America yeah. um, at some point and take it back to, you know, the motherland, you know, <laughs> and uh, so that we could see these conflicts in a different setting. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that helped you like kind of get to, cause I don't know, like, do you visit your um, home, your, your ancestral home much or like, did was this kind of like a way for you? This series was kind of like a way for you to like get reacquainted or get to know yeah, that part of you a little a way- bit more intimately. Yeah, it was definitely a way to get reacquainted. I haven't been back in, in a long time, um, because, you know, it, it cost a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had, um, you know, my kids and everything. And so it was hard to, to, to maneuver it, but hopefully, um, I'll be, I'll be going soon. Mom's still players. And, and so I know we'll be going because we have to see my grandmother, um, and everything, but it did allow me to be reacquainted. Um, because I, especially with my mom, because she was my expert, right? And I, yeah. I had to go 
to her to ask, you know, about, you know, um, languages and, and, and how would this be said and, and things like that. Um, and, and she's very, you know, she, she helped me with that, not without a lot of questions because she, you know, is like, what does this, what does this Nina do? And I, I had to tell her and <laughs> she was like, I don't know if I want you let, making people think that, you know, um, Ghanaians are like a bunch of killers or I was like, it's yeah. a fiction. I think they You're know right. that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and and stuff like that. So so she's she's not one like she I I have to be very very thoughtful when I'm asking her questions because I know she's gonna like kind of grill me about where what what do you need this for is what that's she so funny wants to know, oh so. my gosh she I love a that. lot of grief yes <laughs> <laughs> so she's not necessarily one of your beta readers she like because no. otherwise yeah <laughs> she's not I will say that I was shouted from the rooftop she has not read the book and I've told her don't read it because yeah. I know how you know she's very very religious and and she oh, okay. um and she you know she in the south you know we were like oh you know clutching your pearls and stuff she would have her curls clutched and yeah and like ripped off and all this other <laughs> stuff and she wouldn't even be in so that's not it's not generally her read but, uh, but she has all of the books and um i remember one time um she she had come here and i had um signed the book for her and i put it in her car and and um she was asking me well can i have the the audio too and i'm like what do you need the audio for you don't need to listen to it and she was like no but i'm gonna listen i was like no you don't need to listen to it please don't listen to the don't read it don't listen to it just read this first page where i you know dedicate something in and that's <laughs> it close it back up and so she, so it just sat in her passenger seat and she went the whole way and then she didn't she hasn't read it she just has them you know looking pretty because I don't want that phone call from her um, no it would be yeah, more than one so, phone call for sure she yeah. like after every chapter she'd be calling you like what are you doing like <laughs> right but like one of her friends has gone you know one of her friends has read it and so her friend was talking to her about it and so I did oh. get a call and she oh, was like no. she was like she was like, yes, man, how, um, where did you come up with this stuff? How do you know these things? And I'm like, my imagination, yeah. mom. <laughs> how do you know these things? <laughs> so it, it was like, I thought funny. I raised you better. Why is this exactly. in your brain? I failed. Like, I failed those Catholic schools and everything. I prayed to Jesus. They're all, everything's oh, failed. No. I failed. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, no, you can't. I mean, if you're anything like, you know, a lot of authors, there's stories, the imagination's brewing. There's not much you can do to to tamper it down. The religion might have made it worse, to be honest. You might have been like, no, there's more like or there's something else or why is this so bad? You know, like. Oh gosh, I love I love that I love that um I like talking to authors about like their their support system because a lot of it is like yours. Who's like I I just talked to an author last week I think it was where he mm-hmm. um he his mother does read all his books but that's oh. why he can't really get too intimate in like the sex scenes. The sex scenes are a lot of it like are off page or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just kind of mm-hmm. alludes to it, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, that's the exact read is because my mother reads my books. I cannot include. I cannot go any deeper than that. I'm any more intimate than that. I'm like unless you're telling her to skip eight pages like or four pages you know like just don't read from here to here like exit you know block all these out um no that's so funny it's just (laughs) and that your mom's listed respecting your wishes of not not reading them i'm like you just you don't want to please don't and she'll and yeah she's listened she just will listen to what other people say and just be like totally like shocked that that came from my child oh yeah but um (laughs) a lot of and i will say a lot of the the characteristics um of of nina like she is um you know so dry and she doesn't get like you know american idioms and 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 things like that that's my mother and so um (laughs) you know you can make a joke and she'll totally take it very literally and you know it's just (laughs) you know like she's just mm -mm. so so those are like that's what i think about when i when i'm writing nina i'm like my mom just wouldn't understand this how this is said in america and so and she'll ask me about it and and so that's that's that part but i told her that part so she's very pleased with that and she'll actually oh, laugh adorable. at that yeah yeah, yeah she'll- <laughs> it made me like yeah um it made me like nina a little bit more too i think just because she's like i'm gonna i decide she's like i decide to ignore it kind of thing she's like i don't understand but okay or she's kind of like huh and yeah. I, it's like oh <laughs> 
because she just comes off as such like a badass and like no nonsense and then she's just like she's you could tell she's kind of like trying and then it's like a joke that goes completely over her head and she's just not yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. And then you got to spend another 15 minutes explaining. And by that time, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's not funny. It's like, forget it, mom. You just don't understand. Forget it. And she doesn't understand why you're frustrated. I know, so. right? Like, yeah, she'd be like, why is that funny? Because it's like, yeah, it's like, I imagine if it, you're laughing at someone's unfortunate, like, slapstick humor, right? Like laughing at someone falling or them having like a cooking fail or something. And I imagine your mom would be like, why is that funny? Like, yep. look at, they must be having a horrible time. Like, exactly. well, they might have to hurt. Like, what? that's it. That's it. She's trying, you know, she wants to pray for them. And I'm like, mom, it's funny. It's a joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh that's so sweet that's so funny (laughs) oh that's hilarious um so what advice would you give to nina oh i would um i would tell her to you know maybe let it let a little bit more go you know go and and have a little bit more fun like it's it's okay you know to just kind of to just let it go a little bit and um (laughs) and i would also tell her to to not beat herself up as much as she does um, and take like everything on her shoulders and internalize everything uh, rather than, you know, to tell somebody, Hey, you know, you were this way and you were wrong in this, you know, she really takes it on and, and has the battle within herself as if she's the one, um, you know, who's at fault or whatever, you know, um, or how can she fix it and stuff. So I I would tell her to kind of like, let it go a little bit. It's not always you it's sometimes them um and and don't take it all on yourself and also have a little bit of fun it's okay just to laugh even if you don't know what they mean <laughs> yeah right <laughs> or kind of like mentioning how like the, the you liked when she was interacting with kids i thought that was so funny because i think something i also wanted to tap into was her relationship with court in georgia where mm-hmm. it's kind of like she she does kind of seem like she kind of found herself in in it but she like, even though she, she doesn't seem like she would fit into that role, she does. Mm-hmm. And, but then, yeah, you got like the common, like, like, why are you doing teaching her this stuff? Like, why? <laughs> and she's like, because she asked. And yeah, like, right. No, you know, yeah. like, and, and stuff like that. Like, you're teaching her to kill. And I'm like, and she's like, but it's for defense. And, and, um, and he's like, yeah, but when would she ever be in this position? And she's like, but actually, right. she's been, you know, so, so it, you know, it makes sense to her and it makes sense to Georgia because, you know, like I said before, with kids or with anybody, you know, she gives you what it is that you're asking for. Yeah. Um, and, and she doesn't like try to like dissuade you or anything. I mean, unless it's something like, but she gives you that respect. And, and I think that's why, um, the kids that she deals with, they like her because she'll, she listens and she sees them, you know, for who they are and she lets them make their own decision as to how, where they want to go, which is, you know, what, um, Georgia eventually did, right. You know, towards, you know, the end when she thought about like some of the things yeah. that she doing. Um, and that's what, you know, so she just has a different parenting style. That's all. And I don't know, she'll be on Dr. Phil talking about how, you know, how to be a parent. That's yeah, what right. job is going to be. <laughs> almost like devil's advocate but yeah it's like it is like a parenting style and she you know she's trying to navigate that uh, while respecting both parties right because she knows that like if it were up to her dad if it was up to george's dad she wouldn't lift Mm. a finger she would never absolutely never want to he would never want her learning that but for her she's like what like for her it's like second nature she's like how could you let her walk through life without knowing this type of stuff like because she's right to her it just seems like no she should know this stuff which i you know i'll agree but at the same time i you know i feel for court because he's just like he's a little outnumbered here you know and that's also like the the um the the struggle the conflict that she and court have had since even book one um it, because he's very by the book and he used to be a da he's justice is very black and white for him and he doesn't see all those different shades whereas yeah. georgia sees it but but what nina needed him to understand the most is you want to shield and protect your child but sometimes you can't shield and yeah. protect them and she's lived that experience where she was shielded 
I mean, she was, you know, the daughter of, of, of a chieftain and all these things, you know, happened to her and look where she is, you know, now, but like all these things happen. And so, you know, she recognizes when, when, um, Georgia is like, you know, I want to learn. And Georgia only wants to know, learn this because she thinks like Nina is so badass and stuff like that. But Nina <laughs> is teaching her because Nina never wants her to be in that position that she was in where she couldn't fight for herself. And she, she was at the mercy of, you know, all these people. And so mm-hmm. she sees that. And that's the value that she places in. This is why I'm teaching you to do this thing, but you have to be careful when you use it. You don't use it you know, without really thinking about if you must use it, but court can't see that because that hasn't been his experience. Yeah. Uh, so, so that is the conflict that they have had like throughout all three books is how do you, you know, get somebody who has never had this experience to understand why it's important to kind of, you know, make sure that your kid is good shielded. Yes. But also knows how to like kind of take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two little boys and they are, um, I'm right there with you because yeah, it's like, of course, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. But I'm also like, no bad stuff will and kind of has to happen to them. You right. Know, for them Even to in kind school. Of, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I see, you know, like <laughs> there's a couple of times where like he was, I think he, I don't think he was like being bullied. I think he was just kind of left out. And I was just like, you can't, I can't go make all the, his classmates like play with him. You know, I can't go. And and I'm also very non-confrontational. So even in middle school, like I, I'm not looking forward to that. I don't know if I'll ever have any girls like, but I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, like if there was like a 13 year old would probably make me cry if I try to confront them. Cause I'm like, right. I'm not, you know, I am, I would, I was like, leave him alone. Like, what are you doing? Like, leave, like, leave her alone or like right. the, they'd start roasting me and then I'd be like, well, shit, you're probably like, oh, well, shut up. Like, I don't know. Right, right, <laughs> like right. I would probably crawl, you know, my 14 year old self would inside would be like, oh no, like it's, let's come, I'm, I'm back here again. Like, it is tricky to find that sweet spot, but mm-hmm. no matter what you do, it's, you kind of, there's only so much you can do, right? There's only and, so much. Yeah. You can only train them up as you can and then hope that, you know, they remember those things when they have those situations. And, and I've been, you know, I've got, you know, um, between my, me and my husband, we're a blended family, but we've got four kids. Right. And, and so in growing up, you know, definitely what your, what your uh, son has dealt with. And it's so hard because you want them, you want to jump in, but then you're like, but I, you know, I, I, I'm not a confrontational person, but then yeah. I don't want him to have to like deal with this. And he feels so bad, but I need him to know how to handle that. So that mm-hmm. next time, you know, he's able to like maneuver that. And so it's, it's really hard being it a parent. Is. It's it's a bunch of heartache and like, you're always anxious. And I'm just like, Ugh. Now my, you know, my kids, uh, my youngest uh, daughter is about to go to college and I'm like, oh, but will you know how to like, you know, because she's super nice and, and um, and you know, she's been, you know, she likes to stay in her room all the time. And so I'm just like, are you going to be able to live, you know, like yeah. <laughs> when you go away to college, will you remember to eat and yeah, will right. you be able to tell people like, no, when they say, hey, let's go do this thing. Will you say no? And like, no, you know, because she doesn't like confrontation to So it's very, it's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, she can also just stay in her room at college. But at the same time, it's like, no, like you're kind of there to like, you got to You got to flick the fledglings off the nest. Uh, you know, like you got to just like, no, just go check it out. And, you know, yeah, I'm <laughs> part of me is like, just tell them to fuck off. Like, just yeah. fuck everyone, you know, yes. like forget them, screw them. But it's like, no, in the real world, you kind of have to learn how to deal with people and communicate and, and exactly. conflict, conflict resolution and all that. And, you know, there's not, there's only, yeah. So because otherwise I just like, my kids would just be saying, screw you to everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right it's like that doesn't help anyone um <laughs> except for maybe my peace of mind but then again exactly <laughs> i'm like i want to tell somebody to fuck off go ahead and tell them that right like, that mom i have to go to school with them i'm like ah <laughs> right exactly yeah. like, oh, I just, I don't, i'm gonna see them like at least for three more months like you know every day oh yeah it's like just like, one day at a time it's all i just try to do one day at a time see mine are like five and two and a half uh, almost six and so i'm i'm kind of like i'm at that very early stage of like Mm -hmm. that but even then my um my oldest he's approaching first grade so then i'm like okay like it's kind of like all right 
got to get into it. Got to get used to these new like levels of parenting, right? Like the, your kids are, are leveling up and experiencing new things. And then like, that's the parent's job. They got to like learn how to deal with it too. So it's just yeah. like, Ooh, and then my, yeah, my younger one, he's, um, he's going to be starting preschool and I, but I'm just like happy for him to like go do something because he's right. just, you know, he's at the toddler stage where he's just like, he's adorable and he's like, ex- you know, exploring the world and, and just smiling when he knows he's not supposed to be doing something. And I'm just driving me nuts. So I'm like, well, like, if you just like kind of get introduced into society and realize you can't just be do, you don't do all this stuff all the time at right. home. It's a different story because I've mm-hmm. run out of energy and, and, right. you know, like it's exhausting at the, so yeah, I'm just doing those baby steps, but no, I, yeah, I know what those you are mean. Huge like, steps though. I know huge steps to go from home to preschool where he's going to have like routine and all mm-hmm. these people, all these adults that are giving him rules, you yep. know, and, yep. and having to deal with all of that and not just like mom and stuff. That's, that's a lot. You know, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And, oof. So <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so far so good, but um, that's why I'm like, okay, if he's behaving for everyone else, if he's getting with the program everywhere else, like that's you know, that's about. I think that's normal. That's the best I can mm-hmm. hope for. If he's if he's mm-hmm. a monster at home, I'll take it. I don't You'll know. You'll take it, Just, <laughs> right? That's what we it's say. Like, don't right? make you me look bad out in public. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you better behave. You better get your ass when you out there. But <laughs> right, right. Like, oh gosh, all those conversations. Conversations. I'm like my yeah my kids see me lose my shit all the time I just do my best to like kind of explain myself after right like you know what I, I don't like yelling same. at right like I know mm-hmm. you know I don't like yelling at you but this is what happened I really didn't appreciate it. it made me upset but so that they kind of like you know they see me work through it and they see like yeah we it's okay everyone loses their cool it's okay just kind of like acknowledge and move on and hopefully right that, like that'll click in and because mm-hmm. yeah i just it's i'm just like what <laughs> yeah yeah i look i still do it but i mean i i, I found that doing what what you do and, and i do uh in um talking to them afterwards they like you said they understand everyone is and mm. and and loses it when, when they feel pushed you know yeah. but like as long as you come back and you explain and if you were wrong you apologize and if if you weren't you explain why you know what they did was a, a bad thing i always thought that you know my kids accept that better um and and are able to like really kind of rationalize what their part in it and they will also be like i understand and they'll come back later and be like yeah i i did this thing and i shouldn't have or you know whatever whatever and i even do it like if the the two of them argue between the the two of them you know i'm like you could be mad like in this moment but you have to go back and and have a conversation because you have to hear their part and they have to hear why you were upset so that they can understand um and I think that that has that has helped. It doesn't. It it still kind of grates my nerves if if I hear like the two of them going back and forth, and I'm like, oh my gosh! But then you know, <laughs> like it's but I know that they're going to conversation. But, yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you, that's what it's, you got to let them like. You got to let them do it. You got to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as long as they're not punching and rolling around and, right. and all that on the floor. Then I'm like, go ahead and and not totally cussing each other out. Then I'm like, you know, be upset, but then you know, make sure you come back and and have a conversation because your sibling is yeah. you know, the only one you're going to have and those, yeah. that's going to be your person throughout all of this you know so yeah it's so cute to kind of see that um relationship too because i i even see it now like when they're together they like it mm-hmm. they rough house a lot and and you know they take sometimes they're too rough and someone mm-hmm. starts crying and i'm just like okay you you started it it's you're both getting hurt because you're both being too rough just like i said you would but then it's like you know the next day um, you know, the toddler will be upset and then his older brother will be like, it's okay here. Do you yep. want some of this? Like, do you want some? I'm like, okay, why? How does that? It's such a crazy, funny dynamic with siblings. It's so funny. I don't yeah. know. Like, so okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, you um, hated them yesterday, but today you just, okay, fine. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Yep. <laughs> or that's, when they yep. team up, wait until, I don't know if yours have yet, but wait until they team up against you. And I'm like, but yesterday, didn't you just like y'all were, and I was the one who like defend, and now you're, you just betrayed me, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, like that's about, you know, I'm like, I can't believe you're not on my side after yesterday. Did you forget right. yesterday? Like, she totally pissed you off. But, um, you're like, did but I yeah, miss something? Like, what happened here? Like, yeah. why, why, why did the tables turn here? What's going exactly. on? Exactly. <laughs> Against me. Rude. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
snap. Lots of things to look forward to. <laughs> um, so Yasmin Ango, what are you working? Are you working on anything next? Um, now that the series is wrapped up, anything you could talk about? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm working on my my book four, which is a standalone, and I can't really say too much about it because it's still in the process. So I'm a little like superstitious of like talk, but I, it's going to definitely be something different. So she's not going to be an assassin, um, and I'm probably going to be more of like a psychological um, type of thriller instead oh, cool. of action. So it, so I'm excited with you know with what you know she'll get into and and taking this different spin from you know the the world of of Nina. And hopefully, prayerfully, you know, everyone, you know, will will love this. She's still going to be, you know, a badass in her own way and, and highly flawed because I like I really like a highly flawed character. And she's just going to have to try to figure out like what, what in the world is going on. She's got <laughs> she's definitely going to have things that are going on in her, you know, that that she has to fix, because I, I think that there's always something that we have um, internally that, you know, different parts of us that really are traumatic or, or hurtful um, that have changed um, the way that we are. And so she's got to work through that and, and figure out some, some killings that are happening while she's doing that. Yasmin Ango, um, it ends with night comes out on September 5th. Um, her name is night and they come at night are available. Now I do, re- I did read this one cold Turkey or, you know, fresh off the gate, but I do, recommend that readers kind of do start off with the other two while they're waiting for this one so it'll Mm -hmm. i I would have loved to have um you know i'll go back and i'll get to know nina's story and then i'll be like reinformed or more informed you know and then i'll be like okay i know i know how it ends (laughs) (laughs) but either way i wouldn't recommend that but um no i i this was so cool i really enjoyed getting to know nina i liked her Mm -hmm. story um and i really liked all the like the the conflicts that you came up with and and you know just aligning it with some of your own experiences and some things that you learn that are going on in in the world it was it was really cool very interesting thank you so much this was a lot of fun Thank you. Thank you for having me. And there you go. That was Yasmin Ango talking about It Ends With Night that comes out on September 5th. That is the third installment um, in the Nina Knight trilogy. So go ahead and catch up on those other two. Uh, Her Name Is Night and They Come At Night, which are both available now. You can read that before uh, the release of this third one. Look at the show notes to check out um, her social media and where you can buy the book. Rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, The Nerd Cantina and Cantina Book Club. If you need something to read, go ahead and check out my book reviews on thenerdcantina.com. And if you do enjoy any of the books that you're reading by these authors, go ahead and hop on over to Goodreads and Amazon and give them a review and a rating. It really does help them out. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening.